What up, what up? Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. Man, you talked to me like, what did you just say? Like, I don't know, you gave me that vibe. I'm like, no, I just felt like your energy was different. Why? Why's that? I don't know, it was like a little quieter. I didn't know if you were doing that for me or what. I don't know. I didn't I didn't want to shout <laughs> in the headphones because you're like, make sure the volume's not I too low. I appreciate that. You know what, people? So... For the past like week and a half, I've been dealing with a mild concussion. So, yeah, headaches and all that have been escalated. That's um, why. So. But yeah. Hello. What is going on, everyone? <laughs> I'm Shadell Coast of Page and the Simpsons. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Lauren. And man, it's been a been an interesting week and a, and a r- wide range of topics to to address today. <clears throat> um, man. Before we get into this, guys, you know we, we're gonna have to plug this. I'm sorry, you know, for existing buy listeners. Buy our stuff. I mean, not even buy. <laughs> just, just support, share it. Like, I don't, I don't need a purchase. Yeah. Like, favorite the store Pretty on much. Etsy. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm just looking for any little bit the of support. The free things you can do to support a small business are so important, and that's across the board. I think people forget that. People think that like they have to buy from you to be supporting you. Nah, and it's like, no, share, share, share us on like your um, Facebook or your Instagram or whatever and, and favorite our store on Etsy and things like that. So yeah. that's it. That's um, all we're asking. So <laughs> it gets the word as always, out. just making the notice out there. Uh, so we've been ha- we, we created um, our own our separate, I guess, entity. Um, that we're working on here, oh, yes. which is our Etsy shop, uh, where we produce uh, T-shirts, mugs. Uh, we just started doing custom custom pillows, more so for like your Mister and Misses, for when you're like newly married or anniversary mm-hmm. gift. Pins, um, yeah, pins. You know, just a variety of things, and we hope to continue to like branch that out. Um, we're, we're currently looking at like you know, come Halloween, doing like a limited you know limited limited time like clothing um mm-hmm. like different types of shirts and designs and creating that and putting it out for halloween and, and kind of just sticking with like always creating new content putting it out there so it's something i would at least fa- favorite on etsy yeah. and then whenever you pop up on etsy just to check out what's It'll on there you like what's new yeah, yeah. And, what uh, would you like to see for halloween tell us email us Tweet us, um, whatever. So check out our Etsy shop if you haven't seen it. The link is down below in the description. And yeah, that's that's currently good our, feeling our... apparel. I feel like we're not good at saying the brand at the beginning. It's called Good Feeling Apparel. So if you search that on Etsy, hopefully we come up by now. But I always tell people to go to Etsy.com/shop/GoodFeelingApparel, and there we are. So check us out. We got a so, lot of stuff, and of course, a Instagram. lot more things coming. Um, just another one of the ventures, you know, along with the podcast and now this. It's just, <laughs> yeah, more exciting things to take on and and venture through. And you know what? To this pandemic, you can take the woman out of the business, but you can't take the business out of the woman. So that's what I say. So my business has been different ever since the pandemic started, mm-hmm. but I'm not stopping. I got a fire lit under me. So. Oh my bad. You're just <laughs> getting on my nerves. I had to do something. <laughs> Ooh, that was you. I should have known. Uh, <laughs> all right. So with that being said, we're gonna hop right into this, and of course, we gotta hit on the hard hitting news that is happening, which is Tiki Tok. Tiki Toki. So. As we all know this by now, Trump has said that he was going to ban TikTok by Saturday. Saturday has come and gone. Nothing has happened. Today's Sunday that we're recording this. Nothing has happened to TikTok. Um, Hopefully, by the time this episode goes up on Tuesday, nothing will happen to TikTok. I just posted another TikTok on our Good Feeling Apparel uh, account this morning. You can check us out on there also. Um, Yeah, I kind of assumed nothing would happen. Right. I literally went in. Okay, guys. So, Friday morning we had a little recording session of tiktoks for both our new good feeling apparel account and then i also did some more for my la page makeup account Mm -hmm. and then that announcement came out like friday night and i was like are you kidding me so what i did (laughs) was saturday morning i've screen recorded all the drafts that i had because i had like edited them and like they're basically ready to post but i, I don't like to post them all at once because i like to have like spread out content um 
And so I literally screen recorded all of them because in case that it just went away, I still wanted the content that I put together so I could post it somewhere, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever. So I did all that. And I guess now it's not happening. But, you know, I I want to say it's not happening. Well, yeah, the thing is, we don't really know. It's kind of. And then the conversation that Microsoft and TikTok, the U.S. part of TikTok, (laughs) were having, that's on hold because of Trump. So they don't know how they want to proceed with that because he's like he has an opposition uh, even if they were to, you know, mm-hmm. join with the U.S. company, mm-hmm. especially one as credible as Microsoft, even though Microsoft has a history of kind of being like Google and like mm. they'll start something and you know kill it some time off if it's not successful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's that's interesting. My my, our thought was, and I, I'm not sure who who agrees with this and doesn't agree with this, but this is our thought, or just a random thought, is the reason why Trump wants TikTok gone is one. A lot of people, which are like the teens and, you know, young adults, they're on TikTok Mm -hmm. and they don't rock with Trump like that. So something that he can't control, he can't put ads on and all that stuff he wants to get rid of because it's not helping him. It's not putting him in good light. Like there's there's an account I follow where this guy literally dresses up as Trump and like just makes fun of him and like, all, yeah. So I... <laughs> I I get it. I get it from Trump. He's like, man, they don't like me, especially when he just had this like a week or two ago, like getting upset how everyone liked Dr. Fauci instead of him, and like they've been working together. And it's like, buddy, all we're looking for is assistance. That's it. Like you want people to like you, just help the people that are looking for help. Like that's that's it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's. I kind of feel like this move is just him trying to kill the the fire that's happening on tiktok of you know young people not rocking with them and you know i i feel like that will translate as we get closer and closer to november and it affecting him Mm -hmm. that's how i see it but (sighs) i don't really understand why he's against microsoft taking over because that I just think he doesn't like TikTok, and even if Microsoft but if Microsoft it, takes over, that's like money to his country. Like you would think I, that's something. Again, he wouldn't care about that if his whole thing is TikTok is bad for me because it's making my image. Be well, yeah, this is the bad. guy who like this has never happened before, but this is the guy who wants to move the election. <laughs> Look, you just show year. me a, a, a an account where this girl like sits there and like does the she voices In, Trump impersonation. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, come on yeah. now. <laughs> Like, yeah, this doesn't make him look good because I'm sure that girl has, like, millions of followers. The only thing that I agree with is people are saying, they're like, why are we banning TikTok before we're banning assault rifles? Like, why are we, like, they... We're going to get into that with the next topic. Yeah, there's, like, legitimate, or, like, people are saying, why are you more upset over TikTok being taken away versus child trafficking? Like, there's, like... Or why not coronavirus? Right. But there's, like, weight to, you know, there's... Pushing Congress to pass something. And so it's very interesting. Or pushing Congress to pass something that that all all of us need help with, whether it's you getting PPP or, like, people getting money. Let's prioritize... Let's, yeah, let's write an executive order to get TikTok taken away before we actually do anything for the country of people who now it's like what we're five months into this or something at this point 150,000 people have died it's only gonna keep growing like people still need unemployment and all of that like mm -hmm. come on Mm -hmm. so yeah it's It's like like, there's degrees to this it's like there's so many other issues that should have been prioritized Uh ahead of this and so now all of a sudden we can be gung-ho on this that's the problem i mean it's been like that for the last couple of years so <clears throat> i can't really expect much um outside of that i'm cool with moving on if you are yeah so another controversial topic as always i feel like we're, we're known to do these last couple months um so in connecticut i'm not sure about other states they're talking about removing uh school resource officers now for those that aren't familiar with it um, a lot of schools, I'll say a lot of high schools, probably middle schools also, um, in their elementary, they have like a, a police officer that's like dedicated to that school. Um, which is like newer. Cause like when I went to school, it's not newer. I, again, I had it in high school. Okay. You, d- all right. I guess it depends where you were. We're going to get something. into that. We're going to get into that. Okay. I'm just like saying disclaimer. I graduated in 2011 Same. and I, mean, I never, 
I'm just saying, I never had we're an gonna, actual police we're officer. We're going to get into that. <laughs> like, okay, I'm sir. just setting the, the groundwork I, here. Okay. So, the one of the, I guess, the people in Senate or whatever that, you know, that's that handles Connecticut stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess he was, he was one of the people that were all for it. And was he, it Chris Murphy? Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to put out a name, but whatever. I mean, it's out there. People yeah, know he's yeah. in the Senate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess he was at one point for the school resource officers, and now he's like, uh, "This is actually bad for black and Latino kids." And now I had this conversation with my mom because I swear, whenever I go to my mom, just do the climate, we just talk about this, mm-hmm. um, and just to like get her take, and just like everyone else in, in you know in Connecticut and probably in other states that are probably having this conversation, um, she's like, "No, like I don't think they should." But then my thought is, whenever someone says that, I feel like you are living in fear because your automatic reason is going to be like school shootings. It's going to be the first right. one you say. Right. Like, and then the other one is you probably rattle off fights. Now. But that's also fair for her to say as a mom. I'm, I'm not knocking it. I'm just I'm saying that. That's fine. Now, my, my two things to that, as far as mm-hmm. the gun thing, mm-hmm. is because... <laughs> Dog, instead of focusing on taking police officers, well, having police officers there in case of a school shooting, again, living in fear, which I'm not for, and we've had spent years dealing with someone in power that is constantly pushing people into fear. Be fearful of this. Be fearful of that. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are coming to take your jobs. Just all that stuff. It's annoying. Like... <laughs> No, what we need to do is, again, addressing things like banning certain weapons. Like, London doesn't have these issues. Australia doesn't have these issues of dealing with, like, crazy shootings. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll happen every now and then. Not saying it doesn't happen, right. but it's not as frequent as, as as it is here. So, handling that. And another part the, is putting more money into mental health. Like, right. Like, that well, right. That's thing. the... <clears throat> and this is the, the whole thing of why people... So people hate the whole defund the police thing because they only see it as what it says. First of all, I feel like it should have been named something completely different because I feel like you kind of, for lack of a better better words, you shot yourself in the foot. Yeah, it makes with, people look with, like it's yeah like with calling it that. Yeah, but um, it's like the people who they just see it for what it says and they don't look into what it means, mm-hmm. and they think it means you're just taking cops away and we're all gonna have more no. crime and all this stuff. It's kind of similar to that where it's like you're just kind of reallocating funds to more Here's- to to eat. I won't say more important, but equally important areas that Whoa. then can yeah. can prevent the need for as many police officers in the school setting so like for example yeah if you into more counselors and social work and all that kind of stuff for students to use and actually get the help so that it doesn't build up into something where then they want to take it out on students in an unhealthy way or you know the whole the whole assault rifle thing people again they get so worked up like don't take my guns away I don't care if you have a regular ass gun, but like, do you need an assault rifle? Like, I the thing a is, rocket even, launcher, right? Like, what do you need that for? What do you need to like spit off whatever a hundred rounds in thirty seconds or something like that? I don't know what the the rates are, but it's something ridiculous. I mean, what do you need that for? So that too, the whole like people get worried about. I'm I'm always like a middle ground person. I feel like, cause I like to I like to see both sides and I like to make sense of it somewhere in the middle. So like I don't I'm not for like okay just take all the guns away, but I'm also like you don't need the highest power fastest like well, let's kill somebody in point five seconds with 100 bullets when it could have just taken two. Well, to go like, back... Like, you know? To go back to defund the police, the one of the major reasons was, during the whole protest stuff, <laughs> was you're seeing these police officers with these heavy-duty vehicles, like stuff that the Army would normally have. You well, know, yeah, didn't all they bring the, the military in? Those are just regular police, I believe. Oh. Like... I thought they And did. if regular... Uh, I don't think a lot of places did that. I think oh. a lot of governors were not for that. Oh. Because, okay. again, if majority of the places were all cool and peaceful yeah. and the police came and caused the issue, why are we, ex- like, making this more aggressive? Yeah. But nonetheless, it's like, yeah, 
why do police have like these heavy duty vehicles for what reason it's like it's kind of questioning that and like all that money that's being spent right um for those things when it could be used you know if you're spending like i'm not sure how much those vehicles cost maybe i don't even want to make a guess we'll just assume it, it costs a reasonable amount that's able to pay for like an additional like teacher or therapist in a school or whatever the case is it's like and you know it could be used for better use what's really interesting is they use the example like of a domestic violence for example when it comes to um like oh defunding the police and then if you don't send a police officer no but like what if you send a police officer to obviously get somebody out of danger immediately but then you also send like a psychologist or something, someone in mental health to actually then help the person get out of that situation. Because at the end of the day, the police officer will help you. Yes. I mean, sometimes they're not even there's a lot of times they haven't been helpful in domestic violence situations, but um, they'll help you get out of immediate danger of like if, you know, your significant other's going to like kill you or something but then it's like what you just go back to where you were well, and you have no resources to add to what you're saying so this uh, someone you knew like was was killed due to like domestic violence like back yeah. last year so here's his an added part that i would do like okay police officer takes away the the boyfriend husband whatever the case is or whoever you know it could be the woman takes them away i didn't say boyfriend or husband you don't get what i mean (laughs) but takes them away for that day or whatever the case is and then they send in you know uh, some type of like social worker to talk to the person to say like you know kind of someone that's able to communicate with this person that that you know is being abused and and see if they can help them and and kind of work with them and um yeah that's what i'm saying yeah because it's like try and actually get them out like the problem. I want to say get them out because you don't know what this case is, but kind of like you need someone that's able mm-hmm. to understand someone and and see. Yes, but also where they the need problem is they usually don't have resources. Well, to that's what the person get would a better situation. Well, that's what the person would come in right. and, and speak with because you don't know the situation and say get them out. Right. Like, so, but that's exactly what I'm saying, and so I feel like if we reallocate resources to stuff like that, it helps because at the end of the day. You know, I'm sure police officers are trained to a certain extent on, like, emotional stuff, but their, like, priority is your physical safety. That, like, that's pretty much the priority. And I don't, you can't knock them for that. Right, but that's, that's so what I'm saying is they're limited, and Mm -hmm. that's fine because everybody in their job is limited to what they know or what they do. Mm -hmm. So now it's, like, it's the whole idea of, like, the community, you know, and, like, let's, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When they say, like, the whole family needs to, like, build and, oh, what's that phrase? Yes, it takes a village. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, yeah. So, it's that philosophy. Um, yeah, look, I, yeah, there's better ways for it to be handled. Um, one thing I want to also mention is that to go back to this like school resource officers and, and taking them out. <clears throat> Dog, to give you guys some context of my, my background and going to high school um, and then to touch on yours as to why you didn't have one in your school first. So I was a kid, came right out of private school into a public high school. Mm-hmm. So brand new, never been there in my life. It was, it was, uh, it was a, I wouldn't say a culture shock because I adapt. I learned how to adapt real quickly. But I hang hang around like so many different uh, kids. It was kind of almost like a prison in a sense if you think about it. It was structured. It was segregated in a way where you had like the preppy white kids over here. You had the Spanish kids over there. You had the nerdy kids over there. You I know, mean, it's that's kinda... called cliques. Eh, I wouldn't call that, it cliques. That was a thing at like every high school, mm-hmm. I feel eh, like. Eh. So the way i fit between all that was just being the fluid person in the middle that like you know have friends and i can go sit over at the cool kids table or there's been times um really in my earlier days of high school where i sat with the the spanish kids and all stuff and ate with them or with the nerdy kids where like just being able to to jump to different people and adapt to that situation um so i've been through it all and one thing i remember was how 
more so the white kids because I, I didn't really hear it from the other races how like they they were cool with like the cop that was around the school that because you know it's someone that you always see all the time right i've never i saw tell my mom this i've never had like an interaction with that cop like there's never been a single i can't remember a single high or you know wave or high five or just anything with that police officer i don't even know his name and of course it's been you know a long time like mm-hmm. versus like all these kids that are mainly white they're like yo they like this guy he's cool also like i just i never had that and especially coming from i didn't come from a bad place like i came from a private school like i shouldn't have a you know preconceived notion on how, how the cops are gonna treat me right um but like it's just <clears throat> there was nothing to like to change my mindset on like man does this cop like me or not like me um and i do get it like removing school resource resource officers is a tricky thing well i don't think it's all or nothing though but here's my thing you don't have to remove them that's what i'm saying what needs to happen is that that cop that's assigned needs to not just take it as just yo, it's my job just to watch over these kids but like yo interact with them like if you don't see a kid that you normally don't say hi to you just wave and say hi like hey how are you doing like it just bit by bit as you say hi you know throughout the months and days and years of you seeing this person all the time it's just solidifying that like not all police are bad mm-hmm. and obviously we know this but it's like as a young kid and i've seen i just saw a video on youtube probably six months or a year ago of how this black kid was like him and his friends were like always being harassed by this uh by the cop in their school so it's a it's a thing that happens like you don't have to be doing anything wrong if you have a cop that just doesn't like black people and always suspects them for something that's what's gonna happen and i feel like your school didn't have it because it was primarily white and i'm sitting here in a in a in a town that's mixed with spanish white and black kids you know what's really funny though our school was like known for having fake bomb threats we only had like one or two of those no it was like at least monthly that's crazy like where it was always fake, but obviously they had to take it seriously. So every time it would happen, we'd have to go out to the football field and sit out there while the the cops and firefighters and stuff came and had to search the school mm-hmm. and like do the whole thing. And it was literally like a joke because everybody just no, none of the kids ever took it seriously because it was so frequent that we're always just like here we go again. Now we got to go outside. It's hot, it's rainy, it's yeah. whatever like and it's like and half the time whoever did it didn't get found didn't even get found out so Mm -hmm. like it was but yeah so what's funny is we had that and we still didn't have like a cop of any sort come in eventually and this was a thing that like i don't know how many years it's been a like tradition dare i say because i mean my older sister was in that school first and she went through it all those years Mm -hmm. and then i went through it all those years and it's probably still going well honestly i don't know how it's going right now because maybe things have changed maybe there is a cop there i don't know Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's just that's the funny thing is we always had that yet it never triggered the need for a cop in there we always just had the greeters that's who i remember do you did you not have greeters like it's a greet we never had a walmart greeter in a school (laughs) You just walk in the building, <laughs> chill, and wait until it's time to start class. Like, what? It wasn't a Walmart. Oh, my God. <laughs> Walmart greeter. So, in the front and the back of the school, we had what? people. Well, mainly in the back, because I feel like the front, you usually went just right to the office to sign in. But if you were. Sign in? Hold up. Go ahead. Tell me about these greeters and signing in. I'm so lost. <laughs> I, I, it's this privilege, so man. So, they're in the back of the school where like the student parking lot was Mm -hmm. and you would go in so i feel like the greeter was there primarily if like say a parent came to pick up a sick child or if like something like that and had to go into the school so picture this i think it was basically the step before a cop so because what would happen is these people who are not normally in the school would sign in and out so that there was evidence of like who was in this school at what time mm-hmm. just in case anything funny happened. Mm-hmm. So like that was kind of the the primary thing for that. So okay. like I always remember that because they were always there and we were always like, oh, hi. Like, you know, when 
<laughs> when we'd walk in but that yeah. that was what we had i think it was primarily the back because it was just like the front obviously you just walk right to the office to like talk to whoever you needed or pick up whoever or whatever but in the back because there's another entrance to the school even though it's specifically for the students sometimes mm-hmm. people would like wander in there and yeah so you had to sign in every day you went to school? No. The, what I'm saying is the random people who, like, if you came to pick your kid up because they were sick or, like, interesting, whatever, came to drop something off. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. So, because they had to have record of, like, who was here in case something weird happened. Yes. Which makes sense. So it kind of is the step before needing a cop because then if something happened... But also my next thing is another reason why people are like, you need to have a a police officer in (coughs) schools was because, uh, you know, in case fights happen and like all the fights I've seen, it's always been a teacher that broke it up. Oh, yeah. Same. Like I've never seen a cop like break up a fight. I've seen a girl get thrown through a glass, not thrown, but like her head smashed through a glass window and a cop wasn't there to break that up. Bruh, or like oh some girl God. got her wig like wig like ripped off and like no oh, it was, no like, no no oh no that's not gonna end well but i i've seen a lot oh, of things oh my gosh that's no, i've seen a lot of fights in high school the fights that i remember were just you know the stupid like ramped up boys usually who are just so high on testosterone and like so upset and like they're just they start punching each other in the middle of the hallway and then it's like this little crowd and then ever you know the teachers have to go break it up yeah again it's always the teachers which brings me back to my point of like what you and i were talking about teachers are not paid enough it's ridiculous i as a teacher i do not sign up to get into a physical altercation between these children who by the way if i teach high school may be bigger than me it was always the guys that i think broke it up right it's no same because i'm really like I mean. i'm over here like these children nowadays have we, can we talk about how these children don't even look like children anymore they don't go through the awkward phase they just go from being like 10 to 20 and it's weird like girls and well, boys, I, whoever. I had a lot of like potential like, guy friends that were like they they were like really tall. I'm like, there's and, no like, awkward just, puberty anymore. Like where'd it go? They were really tall and they could be like freaking sixteen, seventeen, like then they're not right. even of age. Exactly. And they're saying so it's like, like if super I, tall like they're an adult. Right. If I taught high school, I mean like I would I'm short, so like I <laughs> there would be a lot of bigger guys than me. And um but yeah, so <laughs> we had like fights, but it wasn't like whatever you just described that was kind of aggressive it was you know the normal like hey i'm gonna punch you you know rattling up and then it's it didn't happen all the time but like when you you knew the people that didn't like each other (laughs) i'll say that i don't even remember who it was that fought i just remember every now and then there's a little you know tussle and i was just like all right whatever (laughs) talking about the school one of the illest things i'll forever remember to this day and i hope to pass it on to my kids whenever they get bullied uh, I'll always remember this, and I'm not sure if I said this on the podcast, but I t- I've told you before how, like, yeah, this kid, he was, like, he, he was the bully type, and he, like, tried, like, choking me up, like, getting around my, like, collar, and, uh, and trying to scare me and stuff like that, and then, like, I'm sitting here as, like, the jokester kid, the quiet kid, whatever, so I'm sitting here, like, his name was Habibi. I'm like, yo, Habibi, why are you so, why are you still, like, mad? Like, is something happening? Like, you know, is is something happening at home? Like, we could talk about this. You don't have to go through it. Like, just playing around. But, like, he, of course, he let me down. He was a bit, like, bothered by what I said. But I'm like, something, something's happening there. And, like, I remember, like, seeing this kid back. Like, he worked at, like, the U-Haul, like, literally down the street from us. Um, I saw him, like, years ago. Oh, that's weird. And, like, we're we're all cool. Like, there's no issue because I didn't have an issue. But it's just funny, like, bumping into people. Um, and, yeah, like, I hope to, t- like, teach my kids that, like, they're bullying you because of the pain that they're going through. And they just want to take it out on someone. Yep. And have Bruh. that control. Bruh. You want to talk about awkwardly running into bullies? So, last year, I did a wedding. And it was the bride was getting married to one of my high school bullies' brothers. And I don't, I can't believe I didn't realize that this could be a possibility before I even did the wedding because of the last name. I should have known what her last name was going to be, like should have rang a bell. But anyways, so I'm getting her ready. I'm getting people ready. Mind you, the, what would that be? Sister-in-law now? She's not, um, she wasn't one of my clients. She wasn't getting makeup by me. Um, so I didn't actually like have to like 
be face to face and interact with her. But as we're getting people ready, <coughs> she comes in and she and the other bridesmaids and they're just sitting there and whatever. So I'm over here and like, of course, my natural instinct is to get like sweaty and kind of anxious because I mean, this is a person who caused hell in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's this part of me that's just like interesting. So uh, nine years later, here I am. Uh, doing the very thing that you humiliated me for and thought that I wasn't going to make into an actual thing and you thought I was just ridiculous and all this different stuff. And here I am, actually, it's like my full-time career and making money and, like, doing it really well. And, yeah, and I'm just so... (laughs) So, uh, that was kind of cool. And it was... But then it was awkward (laughs) because her mom was somebody I made up. And she's she like asked if I knew her. I almost said her name. I'm like, let me not say her name on here. <laughs> um, if asked if I knew her, and I'm like, oh yeah. And I guess just the way I responded, she was like, was she nice to you in high school? And I was just like, in my brain, really fast, in like the five seconds I had to decide, I was like, do I lie about this or do I not? <laughs> and so I said no not really like it was the really it was a really awkward conversation and she's like oh that's not okay (laughs) like i was and i was telling her like how no like i don't know to i guess make it seem like it wasn't just her i i said how basically uh you know i made youtube videos and you know a lot of people bullied me for it and it was like this hilarious thing back then and all that and she's like yeah but that's not okay and i i'm gonna talk to her and i was just like no you don't have to do that you really don't have to she's like no i she needs to know like i'm going to talk to her and i was like oh my god this is getting more awkward as we go on and so i have no idea if she ended up saying anything to her because basically when we were done i peaced out i did you know we we said our nice goodbyes our professional goodbyes to them because her and a couple of the bridesmaids were the only ones left in the room when we left. And it was like this awkward, I don't even remember. She said something weird, like under her breath. And I was just like, whatever. Like, I, and I just left. Um, so I was the bigger person. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was awkward with the mom thing. Because I was, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess she was known for that, which I'm not surprised by. I know she that I was not the only one she bullied. Mm-hmm. So I guess her mom wasn't also surprised because she kind of like, yeah, knew of some stuff back then. But yeah, so those are fun times. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> still here. Yeah. <laughs> um, to wrap this topic up here because we went on like a lot this of is getting, tangents. We're going on a lot of tangents today. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, I don't think removing school resource resource officers is. I, I'm in the middle. It, it's it's really just if we're gonna keep them, the cops just need to know that like they need to talk to everyone and kind of put a focus on like the Spanish and black kids. You know, just saying hi or. I don't know, smiling when you... It sounds extra, but, like, these kids come from, like, different backgrounds. They may not have a cop in their family. They may not have someone that, you know, is in the military or whatever the case is. And it's just having at least one person that is, like, an authority figure um, change their mind or viewpoint is worth it. Like, Mm -hmm. I I was never a part of, like, you know, all cops are bad and this and that and all that stuff. Like, I was never for that, and that's not what when people say well the non-political version of black lives matter is well yeah i kind of it's just like i kind of hate that there's a big group of people who if you are for blm you also have to be for acab you can't be one or the other you have to be both put together and i kind of hate that because yeah there's a population of us who we are more for black lives matter but we're not saying that every single cop that exists is a bad person. That doesn't make well, sense because at the end of the day, it's the same thing as saying not every single black person is a bad person. Like, why would you know what I mean? Like, why would we who doesn't want to? What is it like separate, segregate a certain portion of people? Why would we then do that to another? It doesn't make sense. It's kind of hypocritical. They don't care. So I, I 
there's a there's a song by Wale. I don't know what it's called. He did off one of his albums, like or not albums, mixtapes that came out last year, like an EP, um, about like pro black doesn't mean you're anti white. And I love that song so much because like yo, that's me. Like, and I, I'm probably gonna make a shirt like that and not uh, and uh, put that on that Etsy shop probably within the next month or so because I like that a lot. Like it doesn't. <laughs> I, yo, I, I'm so pro-black, but it doesn't mean because I, again, because my wife is a different race does not, like, change anything, like. Yeah, that's been a thing. That's stupid. But, yeah. I don't like that. All right. Uh, anything else you got on this one? No. That's kind of all the tangents that, uh. <laughs> all right. Woo! Oh, man. This this episode, man. Um, So, this next one I, I just had to talk about is why are men so insecure? And this is coming off of... That's the question. This is coming off of... Uh, so on Twitter, there's... For those that like rock with Twitter, I kind of rock with that because I like the viral tweets that happen and just like... I will see what happens. I like Twitter a lot more than all the social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this girl, she she posted like a picture and saying that like she's finally like divorced or whatever. Um, and she did like a whole like TikTok like serious thing of just like... Her relationship and how she found out that her boyfriend was cheating and this and that and like he blew all their like you know financial like their their joint money on this girl he was cheating with and like he was wait mystic- so there's this tiktok wait is this what she does with her tiktoks she like she uh talks. reveals oh okay wait, reveals no what? there's these women on tiktok that basically go and they were if somebody inquires hey can you like see if my man's messing around they'll basically go and like pretend to flirt with him to like then see if he's going to do something and they reveal like all the texts and everything nope this is her giving her own experience of what happened and like he was a domestic he was you know domestically abusing her and all that stuff um very violent you know i guess even like attack their dog or her dog um yeah it was interesting um and the, like she finally got divorced and like the reason I, I brought this question up is because so this guy was a part of the military i think he was a part of the marines or something like that and like i screenshotted this of the certain part in here that i read which is i guess she wanted to join the military and this is something that i feel like a lot of guys say and i'm like why are men so insecure um let me see if i can find this here <laughs> um yeah so she goes on to say you delayed me once again my opportunity to go in some military which you used to say you were so supportive of but now i just think you are jealous jealous because you are afraid of how much better i'll turn out than you i think all your actions prove how insanely afraid you are of my success Mm. you wish and pray that i'll Mm. be nothing without you Mm. you hope (laughs) you hope that i'll need you and beg for your help and support you truly believe or at least try to take credit that i am who i am because of you uh that i what that i only have what i have today Mm. because of your money uh, and your support uh and then she goes on to say like the only thing you can take credit for is who i was when i was with you and that girl was sad, afraid, uh, consistently trying to protect you and your image. Mm. Um, I thank you for being difficult, extremely unfair, hurtful because of your actions, your selfish gain. Again, it has allowed me to become someone I would have never been without you. Mm. Um, uh, you were everything holding me back and every doubt I had in my mind. Um, we love it. Huh. So in her last like line here, because she separated it from this like huge paragraph, she's like, "I'd rather not have health insurance and be dead and broke than be dead and broke and married to you." Mm. And she that says it. She ends it with sincerely, your psycho ex-wife, because she, she told him, he told her that she was psycho, made her you know all that stuff. Of course. Um, and I say that to I'm be like, you. I hear this every single time, and I, I'm not sure about women because I can't speak on that, but I feel oh, like I a lot of guys are always just like. You're not going to be anything without me. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. It goes back to that mindset. I feel like we go back to like the 50s or something. And it's like, it's disgusting. This is, you know, a lot of the reason a lot of women are the way they are is because a man or men 
did something to make them that way like shaped them like whatever experiences whatever they said or did or didn't say or didn't do like it and it becomes this thing where you can get beaten down for so long and then finally something snaps mm-hmm. and you don't want to take it anymore and you're strong enough and you walk away and you become everything that they didn't think you could or that you know they made fun of you for or held you back from or whatever it was and we get this fire to like prove you wrong and in the process we learn who we actually are and it's like this chaotic but beautiful thing and it's common it is common that's Mm -hmm. the problem is what you just read so many women could relate to that's the problem that's why so many of us are scarred when it when it comes to relationships or or money um habits or whatever all this stuff yep yeah that doesn't surprise me and yeah at the end of the day it's on the man because like what the hell why can't i be who i want to be or do what i want to do and be successful and also why is it all on you like really really so like i can't do anything without you well and here's Ooh, the thing like i never like, understood that like because i'm not mindset. my own person like I, and like we not to spoil it because it like literally just came out but that was a, it was a similar like line like side story happening on umbrella academy with between like this uh you know husband and wife where like she wanted to do her own thing granted she was doing some other stuff but, uh, I know it's complicated to explain. Yeah, but essentially, you know, she wanted to live her own life, but she was always stuck behind the her husband wanting to go out and you know yep. he even went to strip clubs and yeah. all that stuff oh, where yeah. she was always stuck at home. You know, and like I never understood because <laughs> I see you in a question like myself here because I always like try to run it back to myself to like mm-hmm. analyze me and I'm like even when we were like at our worst like years ago. And, like, we're not sure if we were going to get married and stuff like that. Right. Like, did I ever have a thought in my mind that, like, man, she's not going to be anything without me? I don't really think I had that thought. I was just, I feel like I'm just, and in, like, a situation like that, I'm just focused on myself. Like, it, like I can't really speak for anyone else, whether you're going to be successful without me or not. Like, right. I have no control over that. Like, that's on you. Like I, like, I don't know. I always, like, you know me, and I'm sure if you've been... <laughs> listening to this podcast for a while like i'm i'm kind of kind of just focused on what i can't control and i'm not about controlling other people so if you want to go and do your own thing and and what i like to you as long as it doesn't affect me in a negative way i you want to be the biggest breadwinner in the house dog do it what's really funny here is so the men have that kind of complex and then you know what women have we have the complex of we can see the potential in a man that often he can't see. And so then we try to push to make that happen. And we try to make like we try to help make him the best he can be and see things and push him forward and motivate him and do all these things. It's kind of funny because if you think about it, it's kind of the opposites where men will walk away thinking they did everything to make you so successful when really they did like bare minimum Mm -hmm. and women will walk away knowing they did all they could to help you on your journey but they won't hold it against you of like you're not going to be anything without me because that like most won't also huh most won't most women won't well what i'm saying right so as a whole it's kind of funny because it should be the opposite way if we put the work in we mm-hmm. should be the ones thinking you're not capable without me, but we don't do that. But then the men who do like bare minimum for their ladies are all like, whoa, you know, I'm the best thing since sliced bread and you're not going to find mm-hmm. any better or do good without me. Like, really? Yeah. really? Oh, okay, honey. Okay. And it's like, yeah, that's, mm, and like, that's so frustrating. One of the things that like, I hope if we, whether we have a son or daughter but more so if we have a daughter like yeah i'm pushing and i I know you will but i'm pushing to like 
for her to be like independent and to like hand her own uh-huh. thing and like not oh, needing honey. someone else to like fulfill her and make her feel like she's yep. accepted like it's portrayed like that in so many movies and just the the society we live in it's like that's not yep. true you can do everything yourself a person should be an add-on not like a, right. a detractor uh, well, that's how I want to push and it. And I know it's funny you say that because I know, like for example, you don't like the phrase "better half." Oh, yeah, I don't like because that. it's the whole. It's indicating I'm only half without you. <laughs> yeah. And at, so it's like I like the whole. Wh- I'm gonna butcher. I don't know the actual phrase, but how it's like I don't like fifty-fifty because that assumes mm-hmm. there's your your half. I like we're putting in a hundred and a hundred because we have to put all of ourselves like we are our own individual person. We're going to put all of our effort in like it doesn't because if you think about it, it doesn't make sense. The whole 50 50 thing music's my ears. Go ahead. So I always like that one. Um, but yeah, it is. It's, you know, oh, absolutely. <clears throat> Especially if we have a daughter. Yeah. She's going to know she can do anything she wants in life, mm-hmm. any career. It's not going to be easy. You know, she's going to hear all about mommy's struggles during the pandemic, but but how she made it through and how as long as you're doing it, what you love, what sets your soul on fire and what you can contribute to the world and it's good, go. Like, do that. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter how much money you make. You will, as long as you can live and you're happy, we're good. Like, we'll teach you how to navigate that money. We'll teach you all about a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to model something that then you have to recover from and suffer through on your own because, like, it's a whole thing. Listen, because I feel like you and I, <coughs> coming from the child's, the childhoods we came from, mixed with just the day and age we're in and uh, being more open and accepting and loving and all that, I feel like it's just, it's a good combination yeah. for bringing up new a new generation. And on the other foot of, like, having a son, like, yeah, again, the son is not gonna, yo, dog, if I have a toxic son, I'm gonna be even harder than I probably will be with a girl because, like, we're not having that. It's not happening. You're not gonna be like, yo. Well, it's, yes. Like, it's not, I, 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 my mom didn't raise me like that again she didn't put emphasis emphasis on that part but i i knew by seeing what other people do and you know what i shouldn't do of like how i should handle relationships and like yeah i'm not the greatest we had issues still have issues all that stuff but like it's just you just figure out what is what you should do and shouldn't do and just go with it like it's it's the whole dynamic stop teaching your daughters how to dress to not get raped Mm -hmm. instead of teaching your sons how not to rape it's that it's exactly that because yeah we put more emphasis on well what were you wearing did you tease him like were you really you were out kind of late like all those you you had some drinks like all that we put emphasis on that more than well why'd you touch her Mm -hmm. why were you even thinking of doing that like, would you like that if you were shirtless and then she just did that to you? Like, no. It like it's a Woo Woo Dog, I'm not playing when it comes to the And then kids. I know, like we were talking about the other day on the kid thing, how <coughs> there's this TikTok of this adorable little boy, and I mean, he's probably like a young teen or something. And he, you know, he was crying to like some like song about basically how he's gay and his, you know, his parents are saying, well, you're going to go to hell and it's a sin and all this different stuff. And I'm like, we're not playing that game. Like in our house, if our kid came to us and said that they were anything else but straight, it's just going to be like a normal conversation. It's just going to like they're. I want it to be an a, a, an accepting enough household that, well, one, I hope it's not this big thing that you have to wait until you're 18 to tell us if you know at 10, like, you know, and two, you can just come to us and be like, so this is who I am or this is who I love or whatever. And we'll just be like, okay, cool. That's nice. Like, just, mm-hmm. just like a regular day. Like, you don't have to make it... <sighs> You don't have to make it this thing. 
So I feel like the, all this stuff combined is like what's gonna make it so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully our kids turn out all right. I know that society plays a role in their personalities and all that too, but you know, mm-hmm. they'll have a strong foundation at home. Because honestly, that's the key component a lot of kids are missing. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. I'm with it. Man, we getting deep today. Um, I mean, <laughs> since we're, we're hot off this topic, it's only right to go right into Rihanna saying that her Fenty skin collection is also for men. Oh, we love it. We love to see it. Um, and she has a picture here with, like, I assume they have it on here. I, I have no idea. You probably know better than me. But her and ASAP Rocky... Um, and like she captioned it let's put it this way they should have it on i assume they would have it on <laughs> most times you just think people go like bare face or ha- oh no you never go bare face just... even even when celebrities say they're bare face they're never bare i'm not really not because asap rocky for those that are in the rap world he's big in fashion and all that stuff so i yeah. want to be surprised that he, he yeah rock that no, I'm just saying that sometimes you question whether brands are actually using their brand for a shoot. For example, if you look at these mascara commercials from when we were growing up, when they like zoom in on the eye to show how great the mascara is, they always have a false lash on. <laughs> so it's like, I'm sorry. So you're telling me that's what I'm going to get with just mascara? Okay. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. And I'm like, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure if I would try it. I want to know. Just do we know what the packaging looks like? Oh man, it's it's. I saw it. It's just some like clear. It looked like the regular stuff. Like okay, because that is nothing, my point. It didn't look any. It wasn't like black. Yeah, for, yeah. Like, guys, it no, was just that's, regular. That's like, exactly my point. Because I feel like we need to start getting away from this. Again, it's a toxic culture that skincare is not universal for everybody, and there is like, for example, Clinique. Their men's line, I think, is a navy blue. And it's, you know, meant to be more masculine and all that kind of stuff versus their lighter color, you know, other stuff. And it's like, we need to get away from that. Like, I I know that it's going to take some time because you still want to market to people in a way that they'll buy it. Mm -hmm. But I think slowly but surely, maybe we'll just get to the point where, yeah, like, it's just... it's neutral just what it is like, like this is just skincare and it's for everybody because everybody has skin like yeah that's regular, it at the end of the day it's regular stuff cool i nothing, like it nothing really crazy i like it but uh yeah oh okay cool and so they're saying so this whole line is supposedly marketed towards men so yeah. even like the foundation and the stick and all that so we're looking at the gentleman's fenty face custom complexion it's a five-piece set oh, okay so yeah and it, it, like it gives nice. you it gives you all the skin tones nice so okay so this cool. is even better because it's not just skincare. I guess. Oh. It's makeup too. It's the you get a foundation, a contour stick, blotting powder, blotting paper, and a touch-up brush. Oh, okay. So it's not even skincare at all. This is I makeup. Did, well, she also has a skin part to it. Okay. Can, uh, this is what I can find off Google. Right. Don't. don't oh, right don't. up here, Fenty Skin. Oh boy, we're doing on the pod research. That's really cool, though. I'm not sure if it's out yet or not. That's my only like thought. But yeah, and honestly, I think that's where brands have to start. Just make packaging that is universal. You know, honestly. So if you're a newer brand or you're like rebranding, stop with all the colors. Because again, we're getting into the whole stereotypes of girls are pink and boys are blue and that whole thing. Just make like neutral packaging from the beginning. And then I think... One, it's training everybody to be like, hey, this skincare is for everybody. We're not making two different packages. It's just both of you can use this. And then it's like, it also is, it also, let's be real. That's the way things are going anyway. It's more classy and like sleek and it's just, it's easier. I have a feeling that when she says it's for men, it doesn't mean like a separate brand. She's just saying like it's also for men. And then showing it Hopefully. on like ASAP Rocky think, and then Little Nas X, right. I guess. Was well, yeah, because this. all those things she showed, those are normal products in her line. So I'm like, that's really neat. See, that's <laughs> exactly think, it. Yeah, she added it and she put like, she, all she really did was like add a name of gentlemen's, you know, before all that right. stuff. And then uh, put a picture of a, a but you it's know, dark smart guy on because, it. Because, like, you know, 
you can have a guy and a girl who are together and they could have literally the same foundation but in different shades it makes sense because it's like what's the what's the difference between a guy and a girl exactly it's still skin like well and this is the thing so like even with my makeup career you know from time to time people will legitimately ask me and be like do you do men's grooming too and i'm like yeah like not often because most people don't want it or ask for it but sure i mean because on your wedding day if you have a guy who's super self-conscious about acne or his dark circles or something like that we can touch that up Mm -hmm. it's not about because obviously at the end of the day for your regular you know cis straight guy um he's not looking for a whole makeup look but he just maybe wants the complexion to be a little more even mm-hmm. because th- there are guys that have super dark circles or tons of acne or spots or something like that. And it's like, y- yeah, like it's not weird to want to just look your best on your wedding day like everybody else. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, man. So lastly, we're going to touch <laughs> on some relationship advice here. This one's an interesting one. Uh <laughs> So this guy goes on to say, I can't take my wife's cooking anymore. Um, I'm going to try to keep this pretty <laughs> simple, but let's see. Um, do I want to read the whole thing? Do you want to read the whole thing? Not really. I hate you. It's gonna. I'm going to start coughing if I read all that. Ah, uh, okay. So bear with me. Cause I don't I'm, have the COVID if I'm, anybody's curious. I'm probably going to mess up here. So, this guy goes on to say, he doesn't put his age or her age, um, but he says, I know in 99% of these posts, um, they can be resolved by talking and communicating with your spouse. However, whenever I try to talk and communicate, she takes it so critically. When I say I can't cook, when she, whoa, whoa, when I say she, okay, yeah, I'm right. When she says uh, she can't cook, uh, doesn't even use basic spices like salt and pepper it's awful she prefers to bake what wait a minute wait a minute okay keep going okay she prefers (laughs) to bake beer chicken and never coats it with anything so any sauces she makes just drips right off and leaves it with a with a dog food uh, quality chicken i have brought up this guy is like spelling atrocious and making me mess up that's my issue oh my gosh i have brought up numerous times that i prefer cheese spices and her reaction is always that's just not how i cook (laughs) i try to send her recipes i think we both would like and she always uses it as a jab i have even told her i prefer that uh maybe i could take turns cooking and she she you know it's bad when the guy's like let me cook instead and she finally agreed one week but every night basically judged me and acted like she's got it um he says he can't handle it anymore Uh he's tried openly communicating with her she thinks she, uh, she thinks i'm kidding and just jabbing at her i mean you should probably give the food to other people but they'll tell you the same thing um I tried sending her recipes, yet she always comes back to what she knows. Um, I have straight up told her I'm not a fan of most of her cooking, and she acts like I'm just kidding. Okay. Besides a cooking class, which suggesting that would feel like another jab she blow off i'm literally out of ideas and i think maybe at this point i will probably just suggest we cook separately which would seem like a waste of money any advice would be appreciated i've always wanted to do the little cooking class with you i always thought those were cool yeah maybe one day well yeah nowadays it's kind of difficult but (laughs) you're not be gonna you're not gonna be cooking with a group of people for a while well, that, and you can't even, like, take your mask off to taste it and all that. Anyways. Take it home and taste it. Right? <laughs> Anyways. Wow, it's getting dark. Um, so. I'm sorry. When he said... Oh, you clicked something. Uh, when he said she doesn't even use salt and pepper. Because here's the thing. I love how it's always the joke that like white people only season with white salt and pepper and like nothing else and i'm like 
So she doesn't even. You know how nasty that is. No use. Offense. You know how bad that is to just eat plain yes. chicken with nothing on it. Well, yes, and I've done because I feel like I've done it when I was like super sick, and you know have to like you have to like introduce things mildly and stuff. It's just and, ew. Yeah, it's just no, honey. That's not the way. We're so used to eating things with like some type of something, flavor on it. Something. Like, something like even like pepper. Throw it what, on. What you and I do, it's like minimum is like. Even if we do the salt, pepper, and Italian seasoning mm-hmm. on the chicken as like a minimum, yeah, because it's something, just a little something, <laughs> like mm-hmm. because even just salt and pepper, it, it is. It's kind of just it's nothing, like yeah. So the garlic powder, onion powder, we like a lot, like paprika, all that, like staples. Okay, just mm-hmm. normal, like not spicy but good tasting staples. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I don't know, and I'm like. Man, and I know you and I talk about food all the time and how like you're you always claim you're like, oh, I just I eat to eat. It's like I don't care if it tastes good, whatever. But at the same time, if I was making this, you would not be a happy camper. Well, cause like it still has to t- taste edible. Like, well, yeah, like it can't just be like you can't just be yeah, like, I, I, like I freaking cook some. It, it's really just you're serving me baked chicken. You're like, here you go. But even baked chicken has some spices. If you look up baked chicken. I mean, not the baked chicken she's making. Oh, my God. It just... That's so... No, I couldn't do it. I understand. Like, I... Oh, no. What I would do... Oh, no. I would enjoy my food. If I was him, yeah. It sucks. You're going to have to cook separate meals. But I would slowly start, like, cooking things that, like, stuff you know she would like. And then hopefully she starts getting interested. And she's like, oh, can I try a little bit of that? And then she, like, likes it and starts picking up and, like... She sounds very stubborn i'm like how do you not know this to begin with that this is how she cooks right like, like you guys are married by now like you didn't know this in the early stages of like, right like when you're dating and going out to eat. how do you go out to eat i'll just take this chicken with nothing on it please no literally like all that seasoning you know i want it off that's nasty i want rice don't put butter don't like, put anything literally what no salt please i can taste it like i get it for health reasons but when you're just like not that's adding it bland. it's just like damn that's i want to enjoy my food oh no <laughs> yeah i cook separate things that is that is a pain though because if you have like traditionally you know one stove or whatever that's that might be a pain to yeah, do make but. work because what else are you gonna do if, if she's like yo i don't want to go to cooking class cause i think you're taking jabs at me that i don't want so you to cook though like this and that like it's like okay cool i think it's so that cute to do like a cooking class you know cooking. like two of you you know learn crazy. something new it's romantic it's fun they always made cooking seem like it was crazy when i was growing up like as a kid like oh man a man's gotta know how to cook this and that i'm like all you gotta do is follow a recipe and that's it yeah i don't really understand it i never understood that logic yeah well yeah even my dad we, we, it was always the joke in our house because he could literally make like you know, boxed boxed mac and cheese, toast or pasta. See, here's like my issue. he he was not, and and that was the running joke because legitimately, like he just didn't cook. I mean, given the fact that he did like a lot of other things, sure, whatever. But but it's like that was the joke, and it's See, like I feel like you should like alternate. I have the opposite issue. I can cook. I just suck at making rice. I don't know what it is, but I feel like my mind, my brain messes up when it's like, It's true. Yo. He gets the measurements wrong all the time. And you get mad at me for repeating myself, but I'm like, did you do the amount that's correct? I'm like, normally I'm like and two cups like, of rice, yeah. two cups of water. No, Cause you think that's what it should be. Yeah. No, literally the other day I had repeated it to him. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I know by now. And then what'd he do? The wrong amount. Still came out fine. No, because what happens is there's not enough water to absorb, so then the rice is hard. It's well, isn't gross. it too much water for it to absorb? So no, it if you put it even, because you need double the amount of water to the dry oh. rice in a traditional pot. So we have an instant pot and all that stuff, but we use it just for s- specific recipes. So we just put the rice on the stove like normal. So for us, for the white rice, you just do you know one cup dry rice to two cups water Mm -hmm. so stuff like that you double it always because it has to absorb 
and become soft and fluffy. And so the problem is if you put the same amount, then it's hard. Okay. Well, no, if you ever come to our place, <laughs> I can make some bomb-ass food. But if it involves rice, it's probably going to be not great. <laughs> I make some bomb rice when I get it right, though. Like, <laughs> if I get it right. It's like a 50-50 chance. Pretty much. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cook different like make things you know she like don't like and that you've cooked yeah like, I make and it's literally and yeah, oh, just wait until we have kids they're gonna try different things even more it's Ooh. literally just a matter of looking up a recipe like that's all we do i'm i've always been a recipe person so like i know that there's so many people i know who they just fling stuff in and they don't need measurements and they just know like what makes sense and i get it for some things mm-hmm. but most times i like to follow the measurements on a, a recipe because i'm like it'll be right also, you know, I, I just don't want to mess it up. I feel like you know that when you like, I don't. The reason I follow recipes, at least for me, I feel like when you're a chef, like my sister and her her boyfriend and stuff like that, like you understand, like okay, adding too much of this right. is what causes this, or adding too much of that, and like, like yeah. you know all that stuff where like we don't know. Well, no, adding too much some, baking soda is going to be average this. people who aren't chefs who are just really good at judging what to put in or not to put in. I give that's credit, just not my not thing. Me. I'll get to the point where I memorize a recipe and so then I don't have to look at it anymore, but yeah. I'll still do the I'll still yeah, nothing. I'll still do the measurements because I just want it to be right. Like I again, I like to enjoy my food. I like it to taste good, and I'm like if I put too much or too little of something, it might be completely off. And I'm trying to enjoy this food. I'm not trying to put all that work in just to be like, "Oh, in the trash." Well, exactly. So, <sighs> yeah. Alright, on that note, I think we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. Oh, Mrs. Getting ready. She's like, what? She's like, oh. You're yeah. done? This is what he says. Yeah. Um, I got two things before we head out. So, one, guys, we love your input. We love your, your takes and opinions. We love to incorporate it in the show. If you're a new listener or an existing, existing listener, you can send us a voice message on anchor.fm. The link is in the... Uh, Goddamn. In the description for you to send us a voice message to play on the next episode or send us an email at pagingthesimpsons at gmail.com and we'll play it on the next or we'll read it on the next episode i should say lastly please check out our etsy shop good feeling apparel we have a lot of shirts even favorite it i don't expect anyone to buy anything uh just simply favoriting it is enough Um, share it somewhere yeah, throw it up on your Twitter. You, that you never know you who on like your friends list or wherever. You never know who it's going to resonate with or who they'll then share it with. So sharing's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So check those two things out. Um, yeah, we're it's crazy. We're in August already. It's just flying by. Um, it's my birthday month. Yeah. It's all the way at the end though. So <laughs> still got a little waiting to do. Man, we're getting old. <gasps> I'm gonna be 27 on the 27th. Oh my this god! This is the year. Lucky you. That was however long for me. When I was 15, 15 on the 15. That's when I realized birthdays were pointless, and I'm like, why do I celebrate these? <laughs> I'm not joking. That's I remember this to this day. Like when I'm like, what's the point of celebrating birthdays? Like I don't really get anything. Because here. your birth is important. I'm not saying it's not important. You would I'm just not saying, be here like, if you weren't born, and then the world would be a different place. We all contribute to the world. Dog, I know you're just like off a kick of watching Umbrella Academy, but you got to chill, bro. <laughs> like, no. Okay. All right. On this, on that note, guys, we're gonna wrap this one up. I hope everyone continues to have a great day, a great week, um, great life throughout this coronavirus period. I was thinking, great life too. I was like, wait. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Once again, I'm Shadell, co-host of Page and the Simpsons. I'm joined by my lovely wife. Lauren. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Peace out. That was a Titan Cast episode.